Hello and welcome. You are listening to Coming Out and Beyond LGBTQIA Plus Stories. So excited to start our fourth season. This is Anne-Marie Zanzel, your host, and I am so excited to share some changes to our podcast that are really great, and I think you'll be as excited as I am about it. First of all, we will be dropping a new podcast every other Friday. This is at the request of our listeners who wanted to hear more. Secondly, my producer, Barb Rowlandson, will be joining me as a conversation partner as we discuss things coming out. Barb is a fellow late in lifer and also the mom of a queer kid, and so she has a lot of insight and experience to share with us. And thirdly, we're going to be focusing on the beyond. Love to hear your coming out stories, but I want to hear the beyond because sometimes magical things happen when we come out and we have a life that we could have never imagined. Many of us say this is the best thing that we've ever done. Let's get started. Welcome to the show. Tell me your story. Welcome. We are on to another episode of Coming Out and Beyond. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Linda Moore. Linda Moore is a mom, a nurse, a Reiki master, and like our listeners, she is following her journey of coming out later in life. In 2019, she began what she calls her midlife awakening. As she started feeling an awareness of the energy around her, she was drawn to energy healing and Reiki. By March of 2020, she completed Reiki level one, two, and the master teacher level. Little did she know that this was laying the foundation of the tools she would need to support her through the coming out process. Meditation, Reiki, and other energy healing modalities have helped her work on peeling back all of the layers of conditioning, judgment, expectations to reveal the authentic person waiting to show up in the world. As she leans more and more into her authentic self, these tools are helping by bringing Linda a sense of joy, love, support, and peace while releasing all that no longer serves her. Linda Moore, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. So, Linda, will you tell me your story? Sure. Uh, I guess we have to go back a little ways. It's my story of coming out has been over the last uh, three years or so. But before that, as a kid, I was uh, brought up in a conservative religious home. Was a bit of a tomboy, but had to follow the rules that the idea of being anything other than straight was not an option. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't fit within the the beliefs and rules and messages that I received growing up. So as uh, over time, I just uh, learned to build walls around that and separate from that part of myself. Uh, Went on to follow the pattern that was expected, married to a man and I do have a wonderful son. I've uh, been married, well, married 23 years, 
when it reached the point that I uh, came out, had come out to my husband and, and the decision to separate was made. As far as the actual coming out, uh, it starts with the coming out to myself, of course. As I was uh, becoming called to energy work and feeling that pull and learning more and more there through that energy work, it started peeling back all of those layers until I was seeing more and more of myself. And then I was able to bring those two parts together. The me I was showing up in as the world and the me that I had blocked off uh, to the point that three years ago that I, I reached that conclusion. I remember sitting in my vehicle saying, yes, I know I'm gay. <laughs> that speaking <laughs> those words, immediate sense of relief. And then suddenly the, oh shit. <laughs> Mm -hmm. what's going to happen now. I spent a year sitting on that. Uh, I did tell one friend in there that I talked to a bit, but I held on to that because that time was about me learning to accept myself, mm -hmm. using the energy work, um, learning and going for sessions myself to help dig through all those barriers and messages to clear out the stuff that didn't belong to me. So at the end, I could find the me underneath. Hey, Emery, you know what? I think that change can be a really good thing, don't you? I do, Barb, and I'm really excited when change can bring about a lot of good things for a lot of good people. Mm -hmm. So we are changing our Lotus Group coaching program a bit. Oh, awesome. Okay, so what's going on? Well, it's going to take on a bit of a different format after February 28th or beginning March 1st. It will have the same features as before, the groups, meditation, a whole course on a classroom platform, and a very active and friendly Facebook group. That's awesome. So what made you change it? Why? What's going on? Why did you want to change it? Well, the reason why I want to change it is we are transforming the Lotus Group coaching program so that we may reach more people in our queer community. So basically, I had to free up a little of my time. Oh, well, that's okay. That's good. Yeah, because change is good. Absolutely. So we wanted to give everybody a warning because a lot of times people think about joining Lotus Group Coaching for a very long time before they do. But we want to let you know that for the month of February, you are still going to get all, everything in the old uh, Lotus Group Coaching Program, which depending on what time frame you sign up for, you will still get three or six individual coaching sessions with me if you sign up now. If you are interested, if you're curious, I really encourage you to book a free discovery call and you can find that link in the notes of the show. Okay, so a discovery call is for the people who don't know. What a is discovery it? call is a half hour call that is totally free to you. You get to meet me, talk about what's going on in your life, but most importantly, you get to share your story with somebody who understands. And you know what, Barb? What's up? I'll let you into a little secret. Okay. Um, I have been told by so many people that they're talking about maybe not being straight. I was the first person they've ever told. Wow. I know. It's really, it's really like such an honor for me. Totally. So if you want a safe, secure place to talk with somebody who understands, who will guard your confidentiality like a walled kingdom mm -hmm. book a discovery call today 
That's awesome. And the sign up date for getting those three or six coaching, individual coaching sessions with you, the deadline for that is February 28th. February 28th. <laughs> okay, good to know. Change is good. Change is good. Yes. So I would like, so for people who've never heard about it before, what is energy work and why is it important? Well, energy is all around us. Everything is made of energy. That's why we we physically are here. If you want to go on the science end of it, right down to the protons and neutrons and everything, energy is what holds everything together. It's all around us and it's in us. So being part of us, then how much how important is that to include in our, our holistic care? And taking Mm -hmm. care of all the parts of us, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as Reiki, it is a Japanese relaxation technique. The word Reiki, Rei, universal life, Ki is energy. So it's universal life form energy. It's the energy that is in all living things. And we all have that energy in us. It's that, that light that's inside us. And that light's always there, always shining. But all these layers build up over top of it. All the judgments, beliefs, limiting messages that we, we may receive over our lifetime, stuck emotions, whatever it may be that hides that light. So as we dig through each of those layers and release that, then our light gets brighter until we can get to the point that we're shining completely. And as a Reiki practitioner, I'm not using my energy. I'm channeling that energy to support someone on their their journey to healing and, and releasing all of that stuff. So now we're attacking from light on both sides. I'm holding that space and and sending that energy so that the person can work with their energy inside and promote their own healing and wellness. So does this energy have anything to do with the chakras? Yes. And and there's so many different energy healing modalities, and it's all working with this universal life form energy. And when we're talking about the chakras, there are different energy centers in the body, uh, places where we can hold different emotions and feelings and things. And, and yes, absolutely. With Reiki, we are working on those areas to bring those energy centers into balance. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about if, if we're under stress, it affects all parts of our body. Mm-hmm. When we're under stress, our energy isn't in balance. So we're trying to balance all those parts of the energy in us so that that energy flows freely. And then that can ease the effects of things like stress. It could be stress, illness, injury, stuck emotions to clear that stuff out to bring our energy flow back into harmony. Why is it important that people do energy work when they are going through actually any kind of change or transition? It just doesn't have to be coming out. Coming out tends to have a lot of, as we both know, has a lot of different things going on, a lot of loss and grief and transition and stuff like that. Why is it important people do energy work? Well, I mean, I've, I can have to speak from experience there. It was one of the tools that supported me through this. And and when I started following the path of energy work, I wasn't out to myself at that point. It was laying that groundwork so I would have the tools that I was going to need as I followed further into that journey. Mm -hmm. And it provides a 
to me, it's a, it's a loving, supportive energy that you feel supported in that because when we've got to do the personal work and that's what a lot of this coming out journey is it's a lot of peeling back the layers and and the messages and all that there's so much deep personal work and it's hard right and to be able to do that in a space where you feel this loving supportive energy around you how beautiful is that Absolutely. And, you know, as and 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 this is the thing, as I have done this work and, you know, most of my the way I work is typically talking, you know, and talking through things and 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 also storytelling, you know, because I'm a really big believer in storytelling, because when we hear other people's stories, we often can hear our own. And so that's why um, Linda has been member has been a member of my mutual support groups over the years on and off. And so when she feels, um, when she knows what I'm talking about is about like listening to other people's stories, it helps you move forward. But what I really come to realize over the last several years is the energy work is super important because Linda, I knew Linda was a Reiki practitioner and uh, sometimes my clients would go and see somebody else and they'd realize they had block energy in certain areas of their chakra system. And um, they were like, I, I was like, go see Linda. Maybe she can help you <laughs> move this energy. And it works. I mean, like so many of my clients come back from uh, seeing Linda or other Reiki practitioners or other energy practitioners, and they end up feeling so much better because I think of that loving, supportive energy that they're already all of a sudden can access. Yes, what? and it helps. Um, it it helps to gently loosen up the hold on all those protective barriers as well. That, that that is part of, of the Reiki energy is helping to release that and bring things to surface. So we know what we we have to work on or what's the next next thing to focus on. So can you clarify a little bit more about what you mean by that when you say, you know, it, it, like what happens? Like how would the Reiki work to do that? And you can just use it, for example, or use your own story or maybe someone you worked with. Like what happens and how do you know when it comes to light? When I, when I'm doing a Reiki session with someone and, and it's a, this can be, it can be in person or it is by distance as well, right. that a, a lot of times afterwards, like a, a client will say, well, I felt this, or I felt this emotion come up that they can feel in that almost meditative, relaxed state during the Reiki session, those emotions start to come to surface. And when they acknowledge them, then you can sit in them, feel them and let them pass through to release them. If your catalyst relationship has ended, we know it can be so very painful. If that's the case, first of all, big virtual hugs to you because I know how much it hurts when you break up with your catalyst. It is so hard. It is. And I know because I have worked with hundreds of women who have had the same experience. If you find yourself struggling to recover from the end of your catalyst relationship, then Barb and I have an opportunity for you that I think you really will love. That's right. So Anne-Marie and I will be holding an in-person workshop this spring that is exclusively for queer women, non-binary people who need support to recover from the end of their catalyst relationship. And we're holding this workshop 
in my hometown of Nashville, Tennessee from May 16th through 19th. And this is exclusively for people who have had catalyst relationships. You know, breaking up is never easy, but there is something uniquely painful about the end of a catalyst relationship that is hard for people who haven't experienced it to understand. And in this small group, and we have room for just five participants, everyone who is participating is in the same boat. They've all had catalyst relationships too. And you know, what's really nice over the course of the workshop, you can share your story in a safe place, be in the company of people who truly understand what you're going through and learn tools to help lift yourself up and gain perspective on what you've experienced. That's right. And we're going to be doing some group work, meditation, exercises, but we're also going to have some fun too. Of course, you can't, can't come to Nashville and not have fun, right? <laughs> That's right. We are going to go to the world famous Lipstick Lounge, and it's one of the last rema remaining lesbian bars in the U.S. And we're going to take you downtown for some good old-fashioned honky-tonk fun. Yeehaw! Well, I can't wait. This is going to be such a blast. So if you need help getting over the loss of your Catalyst relationship, Barb and I encourage you to check out our upcoming workshop. The link to the workshop information page is in the description for this podcast episode. So just hit the link and you'll learn all about what we're doing. And if you can, please join us. And if you can't, that's okay. We will have more retreats in the future and we can add you to our workshop retreat newsletter list. Join us, make friends, do some healing, have some fun and be in the company of people who really get you. Just click that link below and we hope to see you at the workshop. Does it happen overnight or right away or does it take a while? I still go for sessions myself. Yeah, <laughs> It's a lifelong thing. I mean, and that that's personal work. That's a lifelong thing. There's always, it's like the onion. There's always another layer pops up that right. to peel through. And it all depends. It depends on the person. It's, a, you know, how tightly are you holding on to these things? And it's, and it's a, allowing an openness and a willingness to release what isn't serving you. So it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's only going, it works when someone is open to allowing it to work. So if somebody's coming to a Reiki session for the first time, what should they expect? Generally, what I tell them is just to trust the process. I, if I'm doing, for example, if I'm doing a distance session, a lot of times I start with a video chat and then I will shut that off and I will get them to sit down, lay down, find a comfortable position, play music if they want to, whatever, whatever helps them relax. And mm -hmm. then I will go through the session with distance. I, I view it as if the client is right there on my Reiki table is what works for me to visualize that. And I would treat it as a session if a, as if a person was right here with me. Afterwards, we do a Zoom call and, and chat about it. But as far as the actual experience of Reiki, it's, it's very individual and it can be different every time. It's different when, for me every time when I go for a session. It's all on what needs to be worked on at that point. For some people, it might just feel like a um, they've laid down and they're in a wonderful state of relaxation. For others, they might they might sense uh, hot or cold, or maybe see colors or visions. Maybe feel like someone is there visiting with them, or or memories of of people. Um, it can be a whole wide range of things. So uh, 
What other modalities have you tried? Um, other ones that I that I practice, um, I'm a practitioner for what's called Access Bars and uh, SAC or Spiritual Alignment Connection. Uh, again, working on different energy lines in the body, um, and and with different modalities, it, the terms might be different. Might be talking about the chakras or meridian lines. They're all connected energy pathways through our body. Mm-hmm. And how do you take care of yourself? Like, what is your like? What is your daily like life like using these these um, modalities? And how have they helped you? Like, like, yes, I know I hear you say, you know, it helped me discover things and, and stuff like that. But on your day-to-day life, how has working with the energy modalities that you work with, how, has, how have they fundamentally changed you? Um, as far as my self-practice, uh, Reiki self-treatments. As soon as someone that went back with the level one, we learn how to do self-treatments. So I do that every day. Some days it might look like laying down on the Reiki table and and doing a full hour session. Other days it might be just sitting in meditation and and opening myself up to receive that energy. And I I use it all the time. I, you know, send that loving, positive energy ahead of me. If I'm going somewhere, if I have an appointment, I'll send that energy to that space. Mm -hmm. So that loving, supportive energy is there can feel that in that presence there. Has it made you calmer? Has it made you more accepting? Has it changed your perspective on things? It has made me feel much more open. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, when I started down this pathway with energy work, my first thoughts were, this is crazy. (laughs) I know. I understand. (laughs) Yeah. But yet my interest was peaked. I had to follow up on that. And yes, maybe on some level it sounds crazy, but it is so real. Right. Yeah. Right. So it has it has made me more open. There was so much more than our human brains can comprehend. So now I, I don't even know how to frame this question, but I'm going to try. As you've deconstructed your very conservative religious upbringing, and move to what you know conservative religion would call woo woo, <laughs> you know, or just be very dismissive of it. Did you have to do any deconstruction of your faith and what you believed in to be able to now participate in a new modality that's just different than what you had experienced before? Yes, absolutely. I mean, as far as Reiki and different uh, energy modalities, they a lot of times it's put out there as if there is a religious connection with it. And it, and it isn't. It doesn't matter what a person's uh, religious faith is to mm-hmm. practice. But it did. Absolutely. I had to dig through layers with my upbringing and and open up more fully. And so the, uh, the thing is, on a spiritual level, I feel more connected now to God, source, universe, whatever term works for people than I did ever before in the in the religious system. Right, right. I think too, a lot of these modalities also recognize the divine feminine, which a lot of times in patriarchal religions that many of us come from, the divine feminine is absent. And so a lot of the, like, there is actually no gender (laughs) with the Reiki and stuff like that, which is actually really amazing too, because so many times we're always working under gender, especially in Christian theology. 
you know, with God being a he, which is ridiculous. But, you know, we're always working with those things and having to think about those things. So I think the nice thing about all these other modalities is that it's genderless and it's really just accessing. For me, it's accessing the love of the universe that already exists, that existed way before we came along and will exist way after us. And it's, and I think that one, sometimes we forget that it's actually here to support us and, and to be with us during times of difficulty. It's just learning how to access it. And a lot of times working with a Reiki practitioner like Linda, she'll teach you how to do it on your own. That's what the beauty of Reiki is, is that you don't have to have, you don't have to go to a practitioner to be able to practice Reiki. (laughs) Once you get a couple of tips, right, or do a level one training, it's pretty easy to access, I mean, access it yourself, right? So, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and um, let people know that Linda's going to be working with me now. Um, I so am passionate about different modalities of healing that Linda has agreed to come on and be part of my team. And she'll be available for any late in life person who wants to experience Reiki or other modalities that she teaches. Um, Linda's a very compassionate and kind person, and she really understands this experience. So I want you to know that there will probably, we'll put a link in the liner notes so that if you want to reach out to Linda and really experience what it's like to have a Reiki session with somebody who also understands what it's like to come out later in life and also understands what it's like to come from a very conservative religious background, Linda is actually your girl, and she'd be very happy to help you experience Reiki for the first time with someone who is safe and you can trust her and she's really good at what she does. So I'm really excited that Linda is coming on to work with people around energy because I am so passionate and really believe that this works and it helps the coming out process be a little smoother. You've been listening to Coming Out and Beyond LGBTQIA plus stories with Anne-Marie Zanzel. New episodes of the Coming Out and Beyond podcast drop every other Friday. You can tune in at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at annemariezandel.com. Be sure to hit subscribe when tuning in so you never miss an episode. And for more resources, articles, videos, and a free downloadable guide for coming out later in life, visit annemariezandel.com.